Bags down, spikes on, welcome to the track. My name's Colin Waitsman, going to be your host for this episode of Track World News, and we have three major stories uh, that we want to cover uh, for this week's episode, but before we get started, make sure that you leave a review, uh, a rating, subscribe to the channel, and, and leave us a follow on Instagram. really helps us know that you're enjoying what's going on. I've had a lot of support in the, in the, the recent episodes, and I love that. Uh, just yeah, keep it going. Uh, helps us know that you're enjoying what's going on. Uh, so for the first meet uh, that we would will be covering, or the first story that we'll be covering, is the the bad news, I guess, upsetting news uh, coming out of Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, my hometown, uh, that Penn Relays is going to be canceled for the second straight year. Uh, so this is probably, if not, it's not the biggest track and field event. Obviously, the Olympics is is the biggest track and field event. I'd say this is up there. This is definitely top five most notable names, at least in the Americas, in North and, and South America. Uh, it's definitely the one of the biggest meets, um, I say, North and South, because including the island nations, um, 100% definitely in the, in the United States. Um, there's the Olympics, I guess you could say. World Championships is, is obviously big. Um, United States championships, the Olympic trials actually still is also a pretty big one. And then, I mean, Penn relays is, is right up there. Uh, it's a huge meet. It's been going on for what? 272 years. This is the first two years that it's been canceled. Last year was the first one. This is the second one usually happens towards late April. Uh, super exciting for anyone that has not been able to go to see uh, the Penn relays, I would 100% recommend it when it when it does come back. It's a super awesome atmosphere. You have everyone from middle schoolers, even younger than that. You have like elementary school kids all the way up to professional runners. There was a, there was a time that I saw Usain Bolt. He was he was running the four by one. I was I was actually lucky enough to to be on the track while it happened because I was pole vaulting and and saw Usain Bolt. Uh, running in, in the four by one, it was uh, USA versus the world. It was it was super cool. It's it's one of the most fantastic uh, environments to see a meet. Uh, it's it's a bear <laughs> to to be able to warm up there. It can be tough because I mean I I would remember when we were there, we had to do warm ups around an office building across the street because there was it's just so hard. There's not a lot of space. You're in the middle of the city trying to trying to warm up. So. It's a little tough, but it was it's a super cool environment. So if you hadn't the two places that I'd say and two tracks you really need to see uh, if you're a track and field fan, Hayward Field, obviously, um, and then Franklin Field, uh, two, two fantastic environments. So they, they announced that they will be canceling it. But uh, in the good news is it's not completely gone. So they, they've said that they're going to have a little bit of a – change of things for for this year so they're instead of just having the one meet that goes over what i believe three days or something like that they're going to be having a few different things so for the collegiate level they're going to be having three meets uh only for local colleges so schools that are in the philadelphia area for division one two and three uh teams will have to advise by current protocol for the ivy league because as you may know the ivy league has canceled uh all their sports as well as uh, what the, the state says, um, you know, to, to be able to have uh, athletes be able to compete. And then uh, the only people that will be able to go 
to these meets are the athletes themselves and then essential personnel. So uh, it'll be a much smaller amount of people, uh, only fill at local area schools, which which stinks because the, the best part about the Penn Relays was that you had Jamaicans there, uh, you had people from Trinidad and Tobago, you had people all the way down from Florida to Vermont, you had tons of people coming out to this event, to, to this meet, because it was such a huge, such a huge deal, and so now it's just going to be restricted to, to the Philadelphia area, which stinks, but, you know, it's great that they're still being able to do something. Uh, they did also mention that they're going to be having, uh, in a few months after that, so probably sometime in maybe May or whatever, they're going to have an open meet for any professionals and open athletes that would like to compete, uh, as well as a meet for uh, high school and, I guess, middle school athletes that would be happening sometime in the summer. So um, they're looking at anywhere from three to five meets that'll be hosted by uh, Penn Relays, University of Pennsylvania, um, which is interesting. I mean, uh, Dr. Grace Calhoun, who is the Director of Recreation and Intercollegiate Athletics at the University of Pennsylvania, uh, said, quote, It is disappointing that we once again have to cancel one of the landmark events of the, sp of the spring in Philadelphia and in track and field. But collectively, we want to ensure the safety of our athletes, campus, community, and spectators, end quote. So, yeah, it's it's upsetting. Um, hopefully, the light at the end of the tunnel will start to to get a little bit closer, and we'll be able to have uh, pen relays again. Obviously, it's it's difficult with the Ivy League, who said they're not having spring sports this year. So, being able to probably get the okay from them to even host this is going to be a little tough. But you know, it's it's nice to see that we're still hopefully going to have some type of pen relays, even though it might not be the one that we know and love. Uh, next, briefly want to talk about the NCAA uh, cross-country national championship, which will be coming up this, what is it? It's like Thursday, right? It's super weird because there's, as you know, the indoor nationals and cross-country nationals is being held on the same weekend. So on Saturday, uh, Friday, Saturday, they're going to be having the nationals for indoor track and field. And then before that, they're having the cross-country uh, track and field. Uh, or is it after? It might be on Monday. I'm sorry. I mixed up the dates. But they're going to be having the cross-country nationals as well. And so unlike indoor nationals where you have to have everyone compete to be able to – everyone needs to qualify to be able to go. You have to hit a standard. Um, and so there's no, like, selection show. The NCAA actually had a selection show today to say who – or a few days ago to actually say – who it was that, that made it. Because you get 31 teams and then any individuals that hit a standard. Uh, so for that, it's what, seven runners, I believe, uh, get to go uh, for your team. So it's not like you have to hit all, have to have all seven people hit the standard. It's just uh, your team, which is, which is cool. And so they actually had a, a selection show saying who are the 31 teams because there were no, like, automatic bids like they would have in the past for people, for teams that, hit certain times or, or won their, their conference championship or anything like that. They just had a selection show where everyone had, where no one had an idea of, of who it was. And so we saw a couple cool, uh, a couple cool clips of teams finding out they made it. Uh, probably the, the, the favorite one was university of Alabama finding out that their women made it, I believe for their first time, uh, which was super cool. They got, they all got really excited. Um, so that was awesome. Uh, I hope that they continue doing things like that in track and field, um, kind of 
make it, you know, give a little more tension and have that interesting, you know, storylines. Because then you got get the storylines of who made it, who didn't make it, uh, and and things like that, which we'll we'll get into in a little bit. Uh, if I'm looking at who I think is going to win, I think Arkansas is going to look to defend uh, their title. I think they have a really good shot at at going back to back. Uh, their team, Arkansas, is just super dominant. I mean, they they have potential to go. Uh, get the triple crown again. I think they did that in what 2012, uh, where they got cross country, indoor, and outdoor champions, uh, which they could definitely do. And I wouldn't be surprised if they do it again here. Uh, on the men's side, uh, I was debating between these two programs. Uh, I'm gonna go with BYU uh, taking it. Uh, I think their distance program is fantastic. Uh, the other team that I was thinking was gonna win it was NAU, uh, and the reason I say that is because they actually won their conference title. Um, last week and a, a couple people asked like the BYU coaches like hey what do you what do you think about NAU they actually won the conference championship is going to change anything for you know going into nationals you nervous and they're like no like we're not nervous we're more confident than ever we're going to get it uh, so I think that, that it's going to be an interesting race uh, it should come down to a couple couple good programs but I'm going to go with BYU uh, taking it on the men's side and so I believe yeah next episode uh, we should have our Results, and we'll see who it was that won and, and what teams did, did well. So it uh, should be interesting. Uh, next, let's go into indoor nationals. So something that I'm really looking forward to is taking a look at the indoor track and field national championship. So uh, going into this year, um, first, it's been, it's been a lot more of an exciting year than I thought it was going to be. I was thinking that this was going to be a wash of a year. It wasn't going to be good. And just a lot of, you know, kind of wasted indoor season. Couldn't have been more wrong. This has been an extraordinarily exciting and interesting year. A lot of records have gone down. We've seen world records go down. American records go down. Other national records go down. Collegiate records, blah, everything, blah, 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 blah. It goes on and on and on. It's been an extremely exciting year. And I think it's we're primed to have the best year of track and field uh, in track and field history. Uh, seeing that where it's only the indoor season and we already have such amazing performances going down, I think it's only going to continue. Not just for the collegiate side of things, but for track and field as a whole. And so looking at going into this season or going into nationals, uh, first let's go over my final power rankings. So these are the final power rankings before the season actually starts. And then I'll go over who I think will win and, and do all those those things. So on the men's side, uh, we're going to go from, let's go from eighth to first. So in the eighth position, I have Tennessee, uh, seven, North Carolina A&T, six, Florida, five, Florida State University, four, Georgia, three, BYU, two, LSU, and then number one in the power rankings for, what, the fourth straight time, Oregon uh, taking it. Uh, on the women's side, from eight to one, we have in the eighth position, Texas Tech, seventh, LSU, six, I have Florida, five, we have BYU, four, Georgia, third, Texas, second, Arkansas, and then number one, Texas A&M. And so for the women's side, things are a lot closer. Uh, I think that there's a couple teams that could win it on the women's side. We're on the men's side. 
things aren't aren't quite as close. Uh, Oregon is really taking has really separated themselves from the pack here. Uh, so looking at where what I think will happen from the team side, I say Oregon's going to win. I think that their their team is just too dominant. Uh, they've got in, their distance is going to run the table, I think, and then they also have a really good shot. You know, they have, they have a couple good sprinters as well. They're, they got a 60-meter guy that's number one in the nation right now. So they're, they're going to be super hard to, to beat. Uh, I think Arkansas is going to have their second leg of the Triple Crown anointed. Uh, I, 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 I would rather it not. <laughs> I'd rather see other teams in Arkansas. I think, they're, I think they're a super dominant program. But I think they're just too deep of a team. Uh, where Texas A&M, I think, are the favorites on paper. Uh, I would say Arkansas is the favorite more, um, you know, outside of things because they not aren't ba- bracing themselves or on having top-level competitors scoring uh, top-level points. They have a lot of athletes that are in, you know, the that are s- coming in fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, where they're getting a few points here and there. They're not saying, hey, we we need this person to get 10th first, we need this person to get first so we can get 20 points. They have a lot of people in a few, and they have a, they have a few amount of people in a lot of different races, which will allow them to not have to worry so much about the, the individual outcome of one athlete. And I like that because you don't have to, you're not putting all your chickens and you're not putting all your eggs in one basket. You're allowing yourself to have a few miss ups here and there and also have a few great performances because it's bound to happen. You're at the national championship meet. You have no idea how your athletes are going to compete. Some people are going to compete out of their mind and then others are going to fall flat on their face. And so having more athletes that can be able to move up or down and not have to, you know, feel the brunt of that, I think is going to help the team. So I have Arkansas winning it. Oregon, I mean, they're just head and shoulders, I feel, right now above everyone, and it's their it's their championship to lose. That's kind of, you know, how I feel. Uh, now, uh, let's get into some bold predictions. So, these are some predictions that, are they going to happen? I mean, probably, probably not, but I think really could. Uh, so... For my first bold prediction, we'll go team-wise. Uh, I would say first bold prediction, LSU taking the championship for the men. And then on the women's side, I have Texas as my bold prediction for for them. Uh, LSU, they, they do, they're doing really well in the sprints and the jumps. They, they can weasel out a few points over Oregon because uh, they're, they're scoring where Oregon isn't. And so if they can capitalize on that and hope that a few people from other schools can drop them down a peg, they're going to be in, in really good position. It stinks because for, for LSU because Oregon's athletes, a lot of them are just head and shoulders above others. Like in the, the 800 and the mile, well, the 800 is a little bit close because they're not having their top guys uh, run it and same with the mile. But they, they've got a lot of people that are, really head and shoulders above it. I mean, no one's beating Oregon in the DMR. Everyone knows that. But so they they have some they have a chance if they can get score really high in areas where Oregon isn't, they they might have a shot at it. Uh Texas, uh they're they're doing very well in sprints as well. Um and like you said in in Arkansas, they have very similar athletes in similar events where they're both in a wide variety. But I think Texas, they have a little bit higher quality in certain events. Uh, so while let's say Arkansas has 10 events covered um, and they've got average of person in fifth place, uh, 
Texas might have seven events covered, an average of fourth place. So they they have potential to really go up higher. Um, we'll have to see, you know, how it goes. And then another bold prediction that I have on the individual standpoint, uh, I think Matthew Bowling uh, is going to score 25 points. And so he is in the 200 long jump and the 4x4. I think he wins the 200. I think he might be able to set the the collegiate meet record uh, in the 200. Uh, Long jump, I'm thinking he has a chance to go top three. It's going to be tough. He set a PR, got fifth in the nation last week um, at the conference championship. But I think he's got got potential to to really get that there. Um, Four by four, I think they can get uh, second uh, or something like that. Which uh, because they have two of the best 400 meter runners um, in the nation right now. Uh, they they had like two top five uh, runners, and but Matthew Bowling is not running it, and I don't I think the other guy is running the open four. But they have, yeah they have they have potential to to get some high points, and so yeah I think he could get 25 25 points easy. Um, maybe not easy, but it, it could definitely be done. Uh, he he's he could if there was MVPs of the meet, I think he's got potential of being an MVP of the meet. Uh. Next, let's go. Oregon is going to dominate distance. So they are going to win the 800, the mile, the 3K, and the DMR. They're, they're winning all four of those. Uh, so they, they just have a super – they're just super dominant in distance. Like it, it's like not even close. Uh, what? We had Charlie Hunter. If you listened, uh, if you didn't tune in, we had Charlie Hunter on the podcast last week. Really great insight on the Oregon track and field distance program. So take a look at that. You can kind of hear what's going on uh, within the team. They have really competitive practices, and it's super cool. But like I said, uh, Charlie Hunter, Cole Hawker, and Cooper Tear, they're all just doing super great. Um, Don't see many people defeating them. So, yeah, uh, I have the 800-mile 3K and DMR all going to Oregon. Next bold prediction, I think Texas women are going to dominate the sprints. I think that they're going to win the 60, the 200, and the 60-meter hurdles. Um, they have, what, Julian Alfred, uh, Kennedy Flannel, and Chanel Brissett, Philly, uh, Philly Reppin. Uh, I think they have a chance to win all three of those. Uh, they're not the number one seeds in any of them, uh, but they're right there. Uh, and I think they have potential to have a breakout meet and, and take home that. If they can do that, if, if Texas women can win in those three events and then they have another uh girl in the 400 which i think could get top three i I was going to throw that in here but i don't know i don't know if she can beat anything moo she's she's insane uh i think that they'll if they take those three events then they they're in a real good position to be national champions uh especially depending on how arkansas does uh so if they can do that they're in good spot and then my last prediction I have Athing Moo uh, of Texas A&M going to run a sub 50 in the 400. Uh, currently, she's running a 50.52. I think that she just turns on the Jets and and really dominates. Uh, she is not doing the 800, which is surprising because she's what set the G- the U20 world record, and she also is you know number one in the nation. And she could have ran sub two. I, she has ran. I think she has ran sub two. Uh, she could easily win the the eight hundred. And I guess they're having her focus on on other things, which was surprising. I thought that she was going to run the eight hundred. I mean, if you have the 
number one person in the nation, you'd think that that would be an event they would do. Um, and setting a U20 world record, you'd think that's the events you do, but I guess not. We'll have to see how Texas A&M wants to play their cards with her. But um, overall, I'm really excited for this meet. I believe it's going to be on ESPN3 for those that want to tune in. So so watch it there. It should be cool. But um, yeah, I'm excited. Looking forward to seeing how it is. And we'll definitely have coverage of this on Tuesday to discuss everything uh, going on there. But thank you, uh, everyone that has listened. This has been another episode of Track World News. Um, before you go, if you want more content, go follow us on Instagram at Track World News. We post different clips and news and things like that. Uh, also, make sure that you leave a rating, leave a review, uh, like, subscribe, follow the show. really helps us know that you're enjoying us here. Uh, have a good one. Talk to you soon. Peace.